Welcome back, my friends. Chapter 3.5 of the Deep Fried Bets podcast, as always, brought to you by mybookie.ag. It's the only place I take my action. It's the only place I trust. The fastest payouts in the business. Y'all go check them out, mybookie.ag. Boomer is back with us this weekend. No Collier again. He committed early on and backed out. Uh, So Boomer's here. Uh, We got a good guest joining us later. And uh, we're ready to win some money this weekend. Boomer, how you doing? Well, uh, I had to go ahead and hop off that uh, money train that I was on last mm. weekend after it caught on fire, and I hopped on the uh, silver bullet train tonight to go ahead and uh, start the weekend off. Okay, so uh, doing a little Coors Light, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to keep it between the lines right now, but uh, trying to get over some of the heartache that we saw last weekend and some of those uh, terrible beats towards yeah. the end of the games. Yeah, we're... Uh... We're not doing great, um, you know, against the spread-wise. We're, we're, we're batting about 500, which isn't great, but we're going to get better. Um, but like I said, we've got a great guest tonight, Aaron Kessler from the Golden Nugget. He's an odds maker at the Golden Nugget. He's going to join us a little later on in the show, so y'all stick around for that. But like I said, last week, Boomer was 5-9. and nine. I wasn't much better at 6-8. and eight. Um, You know, the games I, I loved, I was right on. You know, I had that Texas game. Thought they were going to pull that out. I had money line action on that. I had Mississippi State. Um, but overall, wasn't the best weekend, which means we're due one, Boomer, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, given the terrible luck that we saw last week, I mean, that Tennessee game, literally you have six seconds to get to a point where only one way you can lose money. Right. And then that bullshit Hail Mary from one of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the SEC and an all-time luck play of the year. Oh, I had no problem uh, with that ending. I actually endorsed that ending. Not only did Tennessee lose, I won money. So uh, it was a good, good ending there in the swamp. But college football, it's week four already. Slow down college football. Week four kicks off tomorrow night. Uh, week three of the NFL season. We're going to get to that. We'll get to that interview with Aaron Kessler here in a little bit. But, boom, let's, let's just dive into it, man. You know, we got to switch up our luck a little bit. So let's switch up the formatting a little bit. We're going to start off with our college football games. And, you know, we've got a couple to choose from on uh, some of the bigger games. And then we're going to get to our vault and Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week a little bit later on. But we've got uh, a couple or a Thursday night game. We've got um, South Florida and Tulane or Temple. I'm sorry. They kick it off uh, tomorrow night. And then Friday night, we've got. Virginia and Boise and Utah and Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. So we're not picking all those games. We're just going to do a favorite weeknight game. But we'll start with you. Who uh, are you looking at on these Thursday, Friday night games? Well, I would have automatically started out on Thursday because I can't wait till Friday to go ahead and put my money in and start making it. However, I hate putting my money against uh, South Florida. For whatever reason, um, they just have never been good to me in any social setting whatsoever. So I'm going to have to hold off until uh, Friday night. I'm going to stick with the Arizona Wildcats at home, catching three and a half, I believe, unless that's moved. Came down from four and a half. Don't really understand that line movement other than to say a lot of big money players are coming in heavy on Arizona while the ticket numbers staying relatively high on Utah. Utah hasn't really shown much Mm -hmm. this year. Arizona already – 
lost a very, very winnable game at home against Houston two weeks ago. They regrouped against uh, the worst team in the country, Utah. Oh, no joke. Got that offense rolling. And uh, I just Utah's got to show me something. I'll wait and see uh, this weekend, but I'm going with Arizona. Yeah, uh, I like that pick. That line does uh, stink. Didn't really understand that. But uh, I'm glad you brought up UTEP because, you know, shout out to them. They are they were the first team to get the official shit list of 2017 for me. Uh, they will not be receiving any of my bets the rest of the year. I uh, added two more over the weekend. Florida. Uh, Florida actually won me money, but I, that was awful. Like, you can't watch that game. That might be one of those you bet on them and don't watch a second of it because it's going to frustrate the ever-living hell out of you. Um, and then the New York Giants. Just get out of here with that Monday night. That was pathetic. Um, so those are my three official shit list teams of 2017. That list will grow. But let's get to Friday night. Again, I'm passing on the Thursday night game. I might throw a little action on it, and I'll tweet something out if I do. Again, follow us at Deep Fried Bets. But I like Virginia. Uh, they're going to Boise. Uh, Boise's pretty good this year. It doesn't look like they're going to be as good as they have been in the past. Uh, Brett Ripien probably not going to play that quarterback. He tried to give it a go last week, didn't do it. Uh, I don't think he'll play. That's Friday night. Brock Mendenhall, you know, Virginia went two and ten last year. They were a little better against the number. I think they were six and six, maybe five and seven against the number last year. But they're improving. You know, he's he's one of those guys that once he gets that program rolling, you know, they're never going to win national championships or anything. But they'll always be in the mix and it'll be a team to, to cover. And I think he's starting to. You're starting to see some of that in Virginia. And I think they'll. I think they'll go out west and, and hang on, maybe a, a seven or ten point loss. Don't think they'll get the outright win, but I think they'll keep within the number of 13. So give me Virginia on Friday night. That was, uh, like I said, a couple weeknight games. NFL, not only are the Thursday night games just awful, they're eating into the good college football matchups. You know, I was talking about this with a couple of my buddies this weekend. What happened to that? And that's, you know, there used to be good football on Thursday nights in college football. Like, teams would have a week off the week before, and then you would see a good game on Thursday night. But, no, the NFL has to give us the 49ers and the Rams, and therefore college football doesn't want to compete, and we get South Florida versus Temple. Anyways, rant over. Let's get to Friday, or Saturday. Uh, first big game on the schedule, boom. TCU plus 11. This line's kind of all over the place, so tell me whatever you got it at. Uh, at Oklahoma State, what are you looking at on this? Yeah, well, uh, pretty much the past three years, the only thing that Oklahoma State does besides uh, screw me over every time I look and play a game that they're in is uh, they they always seem – to be on the opposite side, I am every single time. And I'm a glutton for punishment. Just absolutely love betting against Oklahoma State. And Kenny, Kenny Trill, Kenny Trill, terrible quarterback, terrible quarterback, has proven nothing. God awful. Hmm. The running back core, Darius Anderson, Kyle Hicks, not very good for TCU whatsoever. What is good? Gary Patterson defense. And TCU – is extremely weird in how they always skip a year of being relevant and good. Last right. year they sucked, obviously. This year, first big game is being played in Bedlam. I, once again, am going to go against Oklahoma State. I think I got it at 12 and a half right now. It's only going to go up. It's definitely not going to come down. Probably going to see it settle around 13 and a half before game time if I had to take a guess. You know, it, it's either going to be a tight. Mm-hmm. 
one-score game or it's going to be an absolute blowout by Oklahoma State, I'm going to pick the latter and go with TCU. Yep, I am with you on Oklahoma State. Have not been right regarding them last or this whole year. Went 0-2 the first couple of weeks. Laid off last week, even though I thought Pittsburgh was probably the right play. Uh, it was not. <coughs> Oklahoma State looked like world beaters. TCU, all right, so they went into Arkansas and got the win. Again, that's a classic overreaction to SEC team at home. Arkansas is terrible. This would be Bielema's last year there. But they were set, that game ended 28-7. TCU scored two touchdowns late that meant nothing, really. You know, say that game actually ended 14-7 to like it was with a couple minutes left. What do you think the line is in this game, this TCU-Oklahoma State game? Oh, sorry, you were ranting so long that I wasn't paying attention. Oh, my bad. Uh, I said, you know, TCU scored a couple times late against Arkansas to push it to 28-7, to um, but really 14-7 to was more indicative of how that game went. What do you think this they lose? They lose to Arkansas. The line is roughly sixteen and a half. No, I'm saying if they if they just win fourteen to seven, what do you think the line is here? Sixteen and a half. Still. Okay. So that's what I'm saying, and I think that people are overreacting to that last couple of minutes by TCU, Oklahoma State. I'm not. I'm not fading them right now. Um, I'm going to keep rolling with them at home. Come back after a good game at Pitt. The thing with them is. They're getting out of such big leads, they're pulling their starters in the middle of the third quarter. So they're getting pretty well rested while TCU's having to, you know, fight for their lives for four quarters. I'm taking Oklahoma State here. Uh, minus 13 at home. Usually don't love big underdogs, but I'm going to take them here. Uh, give me the Cowboys on Saturday. Next up, it's a game uh, that I'm actually going to. Taking a little deep fried bets road trip up to Nashville this weekend. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide rolling into town against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, CBS 2:30 game. Vanderbilt becoming somewhat relevant, maybe. I don't know. They're a 19 point home dog to the Tide. Boom, where you got this up? What was the uh, last time that? Vanderbilt played on CBS, the main CBS channel, not CBS Sports. I really don't. Channel I can't 2000 think of or whatever the hell that is. I mean, it had to been when Franklin was there. I'm sure he pulled one of them at least. Maybe a tennis – no, because Alabama-Auburn is usually the Tennessee game. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Well, I believe it was back in 2015 in uh, a random game versus Georgia when everybody else had a bye week. Yep, yep. But – the line movement on this, is, it's weird. It looks like there's some big money coming in on Vanderbilt, obviously. That guy's playing just the number, like taking the Browns plus 14, no matter who they're playing. Right. They're taking Vanderbilt at home, catching 18 and a half is where I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. So, I, personally, I think that the Sharks might be on the wrong side on this one. I'm going with Alabama only because they've basically had two weeks to totally rest against mm-hmm. – group of five teams that were not taxing whatsoever. Vanderbilt's got a little bit of hype beating Kansas State. So, obviously, Saban's going to be able to pump his guys up on that. They need to get a big game underneath their belt right now, get the engines revved up. They obviously had the firepower. Vanderbilt's probably not going to score. So, I'm seeing this probably the realm of 35-10 something in that range so i'll take i'll eat the points to take alabama yeah I'm nice to be uh nice to be on the side of the favorite for once right i'm rolling with the tide here too um i think he had some good points vanderbilt might be a little overhyped 
I don't see how they score either. Um, it's going to be a low-scoring game. The over/under is forty-three. I'd still lean under in that. Yeah, Alabama. I was at the game last week. They didn't play great at all um, defensively. You know, Saban started pulling some starters in the middle of the third quarter, and then Colorado State mounted a little bit of a. I think they almost had like four hundred yards. So, yeah, that's going to piss everybody off. The defense was really, really upset about that. I think they'll come out guns blazing. Uh, Saban usually does well in SEC openers. So, I'll take the tie. Don't love eating the 19, but yeah, I think 31 to 10, maybe 35 to 3, even 35 6, somewhere in there. Um, Vanderbilt's not going to score a lot. So, give me the tie minus the 19 or 18 and a half, whatever it is, uh, on Saturday. Next up, uh, another shocker from last week, or I guess the shocker of the week, Mississippi State getting the win against LSU. Thought they would get the win. Didn't think it would be by 30. They're uh, they're traveling to between the hedges this weekend. Uh, Five-point dogs at Georgia. Boomer, I mean, what's your thought on this? This is a weird, weird game to me. Yeah, full disclaimer, I will not be playing this game. No, I will not either. Probably any fashion, but just to go over it, Mississippi State's clearly overhyped. LSU is not a good football team. Um, they were playing at home. The atmosphere at Mississippi State that night was the the best atmosphere that they're going to have the entire season. Everything yeah. to play for. Their season not ruined yet. No, nah, they got, and they Al- just beat they got Alabama at home. So, that being said, Georgia, I mean, do we know how good Notre Dame is? I thought that they were going to be relatively good, but Georgia's defense is, I mean – Pretty, pretty strong, and yeah. obviously, Sony Michelle has maybe surpassed Chubb, in my opinion, just as that all-purpose running back, basically, yeah. for Georgia. The guy that can actually eat up yards and make plays. So, uh, if i got to give a pick, I I would say take the over on this game of 48.5. It's gone down a little bit, so ticket counts about even on that, and Pretty much, you're looking at Fitzgerald. It's going to get three touchdowns somewhere or another, and the Georgia running back core is going to be running up and down the field all night. Yeah, uh, this will be another probably no play for me. But what we do, we pick the biggest games. Uh, got to give you some insight because you're probably going to want to put some money on it. It's what you're going to be watching. But if I've got to pick a side here, I'm going to take Georgia. Uh, I think that Mississippi State. I'm high on. I'm high on the Bulldogs. And if they don't win that game by 30, say they eke out a 24-21 win last week, this is probably an eight, nine-point spread. Uh, Drops a little bit. I think they'll keep it within seven. Uh, I think you could see like a 31-24 type deal. But Georgia, like you said, that defense is pretty good. Fitzgerald, like I watched a little bit of that game on Sunday. I didn't get to watch it on Saturday. But I rewatched some of that Mississippi State-LSU game. And literally every time I looked up, you know, Fitzgerald, he was completing a pass or something, but he was getting the hell beat out of him. I mean, every single play it looked like he got hit by somebody on that LSU defensive line. And it wasn't like they were negative plays. They were just all after the throw or after he got out of bounds, that that kind of thing. So he'll be sore. I mean, obviously world-class training staff in the SEC, but still I think he's going to be a little bit beat up and going on the road. Expectations may be a little too high for Mississippi State. So give me the Bulldogs. Uh, minus the five at home on Saturday nights. Whoa, dude, that's kind of uh, that's kind of a BS uh, suggestion right there. You just said the Bulldogs mm-hmm. minus five. 
Right. Okay. He's trying to get yeah. some kind of. Are you trying to do an alternate line action? Yeah. The, uh, the Jowja Bulldogs. How about the Jowja Bulldogs? Does that work for you? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Just trying to make sure. Trying to make sure you don't try to slither out of another one this week. Yeah, because you know, uh, not not trying to pull one of those. Not that guy. I'm not taking the Tigers when Auburn and Clemson pick. You know. Uh, but give me no. Give me Georgia minus five at home Saturday night. Uh, next up, another Saturday night primetime game for you. We're we're going uh, to Iowa, and we're going to talk about that pink locker room, visiting locker room where Penn State will be as twelve and a half point, thirteen point favorites. Um, Penn State has looked really really good so far this year, and I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. But weird shit happens at Iowa on Saturday night. Beat Michigan last year at home on this Saturday night. They got that weird pink locker room. You know, it's just all the rage. Doesn't really think it has anything to do with the football game. But, you know, Iowa's a team that's going to grind it out. They're not going to lose to very many people by 14 points. They're uh, they're going to do whatever they can to to not lose the game on their side. think Penn State will come out victorious. But I like Iowa to keep it within the number 13, 12 and a half, somewhere in there on Saturday night. Boom, who you got in this game? Well, I didn't know if you wanted to continue on the interior design of Iowa Stadium at all. Maybe talk about the, the seating or what they have. In the no, just the, like uh, the the locker room, man. Just the visiting locker room. It's nice. Uh, the feng shui in there, you know, the room, the rug really tied the room together. Yeah, no, I mean, I can I can understand that. Personally, I, zero relevance. What okay. is relevant is I never win on an Iowa games. Iowa and Oklahoma State are just my arch enemy. And for some reason, I, I keep doing it. I keep jumping in on them just because I want to I wanna feel that win. It just feels so much better when you finally get it. And I think I'm definitely getting it this weekend with Penn State. Only okay. getting 12 and a half. Iowa has gotten extremely, I wouldn't say lucky, but they've had some stuff go their way in the first three games. They played Wyoming first. Obviously, we're coming to find out they're not that good of a football team. Yep. Iowa State, they should have for sure lost. That was total bullshit. And then last week against North Texas, you know, close game until the end. That being said, I think Saquon Barkley has a Heisman weekend this weekend. Jim Franklin, James Franklin, he just – Always loves running the score up, no matter who he's playing. He's a coach that does not let off the gas. And McSwirly, you know, I love watching that kid play. I mean, he's fun to watch. He's out there dancing. He's out there having a good time. I think, Penn State, I think that Penn State wins this one easily in Iowa this weekend. Oh, by the way, can we talk about uh, Franklin Ison, the kicker, up 56 to nothing with like 12 seconds left? Yeah. I'm all about that. What I'm was the what was right the deal, what was the deal behind that? Because I read on a couple of headlines that it wasn't what it appeared to be, but yeah, you know, I didn't click on them. Did, did you hear the story behind that? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, James Franklin's a dickhead. Okay, yeah, that's why I didn't click in the article because I didn't want to see a big picture of a penis. Um, okay, so you're taking Penn State. I'm rolling with Iowa. That's our schedule college football games. I'm sure you'll hear a lot more of those in the vault. But like I said earlier, we had a pretty good interview with Aaron Kessler from the Golden Nugget. Uh, pretty pretty good insight behind the you know, behind the bets a little bit. Uh, get some Golden Nugget behind the lines action. Uh, Aaron Kessler, odds maker at the Golden Nugget. So we'll check that out here. All right. <clears throat> 
All right. So, again, thanks to Aaron Kessler from the Golden Nugget for joining us on the Deep Fried Bats podcast. Uh, y'all check him out on Twitter. Let's, uh, let's get to some NFL games, though, Boomer. And, again, Thursday night, not the best game at all. It's the Rams. It's the 49ers. But people are always asking, you know, especially with these Thursday night games, who you taking, who you taking. And I always tell them. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and myboogie.ag is the place to go. Um, you know, I recommend it to all our listeners, and I don't just recommend it. Like, we use it. Love myboogie.ag. Uh, if you go there and you enter your promo code DEEPFRIED, all caps, they're giving you 100% match bonus, um, free play, in-game live betting, most rewarding player perks in the business, uh, all-new mobile site. Mobile site's awesome. The interface is so easy to use. Click, 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 bet. You got your money in. Uh Two-day payouts, quickest turnaround in the business. Uh, y'all check them out, myboogie.ag. Use that uh, promo code DEEPFRIED if you do. Uh, but, again, Thursday night we got the Rams and we got the 49ers. Jared Goff, a favorite for the second time this year. Two and a half or three, depending on where you're getting it at, where you're looking at. Uh, favorite on the road in San Francisco. Boomer, what do you think about this? Yeah, just absolute dog shit matchup on Thursday night. I will not be watching. I think there's actually a new episode of Flip or Flop that comes on HGTV okay. on Thursday night around 8 o'clock. So nice. probably be checking that out for uh, the first 30 minutes of this game. Can't blame me. The, the thing that I was saying all last year is Thursday night home team games, that's where you're going to go pretty much. That's where you're going to stick no matter what the point spread is just because of the recovery process in the NFL, that's going to be pretty much the case for the rest of the year. It doesn't come into play here, obviously. They're 200 miles apart from each other. So, I mean, I I hate to do it, but the Rams just have so much better talent. And I'm seeing it. It's come down to two and a half for some reason. So, I mean, if you're looking at just the numbers, you would take – the 49ers, just the gambling numbers, obviously not the on-the-field numbers of the 49ers blow. But, um, yeah, I mean, for this one, for this one, I'll uh, I'll say over the 39-and-a-half. I think Sammy Watkins and Ty Gurley get a couple of touchdowns in this one. Okay. I, I think the over is a good play, too, just because it is such a low number and you're going to have a lot of folks on the, uh, on the under. But – I, I don't know. I don't know where to go on this. I guess I'm going to take San Francisco just because it's probably the smart play. Plus three, plus two and a half. I'll buy the hook if I bet this game at home. Eh, I'm not really, I'm not really ready to back Jared Goff as a road underdog or road favorite. Love Jared Goff. I was uh, way higher on him in the draft process, and I think I'm about the only defender he had last year. Uh, I think he'll improve. I think he'll turn out to be a serviceable NFL quarterback. But this week, I mean, San Francisco, they hung with the 14, or the Seahawks last week on the road, lost that game 12-9. to 9. I think that might be a little more indicative of who the Seahawks are going to be early on. But I still take the home team, plus three. Um, they got to get a win at some point. Nobody's going to go 0-16. The Rams, this, this might be their spot to do it. They usually are – 49ers are usually good for one game that you just don't see them coming, and it happens to be in a primetime game. So I'll take the 49ers plus three at home, and Will would not watch a second of this game. All right, next up, let's take it to Sunday. 
we got a couple good matchups, and by good, I mean we've got one that I can't wait to talk about here in a second. But first off, let's go up to Detroit. Uh, fresh off of Sunday or Monday night victory, the Lions are three-point home dogs to the Atlanta Falcons, who broke in their new stadium with a big win against the Packers last weekend. Uh, that game, really, though, the Falcons ran up the score a little bit, or they had a bigger win than you might have thought. Packers were uh, – they're going on a drive there towards the end of the second quarter, and a pick play out of nowhere was called on Martellus Bennett right after Randall Cobb had caught like a 38-yard pass, something like that. So I think Aaron Rodgers could have went down there and got some points in that scenario. You maybe are looking at a 10-7 to game, 10-10, somewhere in there. But instead, he gets screwed out of some points. And I think that, you know – that impacted the outcome of that game. So I think people are going to be a little higher on the Falcons than maybe they should be. The Lions catching three at home, I like that. Uh, I think that Stafford is putting it together a little bit more. They got some weapons out there. Defense is pretty good. Don't love them on the shorter week with the Monday night game, but I'll still take the Lions at home. Boomer, who are you rolling with here? Yeah, this one's a tough one basically because both teams had pretty good wins last week. Right. So there's not really a value play. If the Lions would have lost last week, you probably could have gotten an extra half point in this line being at home. You know, it, the Lions where it needs to be. Atlanta's clearly the better team. Weird stuff happens in the NFL every week. Right. You know, the, the Lions game, all, all it took, all it takes right there is for Brandon Marshall to catch it. 20-yard first down, and who knows what Eli Manning does with the last six minutes of the fourth quarter right, absolutely. on Monday night. So, either game could have been a loss for either team. Right here, I mean, you know, I guess I'm going to have to go with, with the Lions only because the weird line movement, a lot of tickets coming in on Atlanta. Obviously, the high-powered offense is what people like to bet on. I hate betting on Matt Stafford, but I mean, three points at home, there's a chance they could get blow, blown out. I probably will not be on this game. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of those people forget. Atlanta almost lost on the road week one in Chicago. Like, they had to make a goal line stand on fourth down with 15 seconds left to win that game. So, you know, they're not great on the road. This will be on turf, though, which plays in more of their advantage as far as road games that go. But I'm still going to back the lines here. All right, next up, Boomer, I'm excited to talk about this game with you. Uh, game of the weekend, if you ask me. We're going to uh, Indianapolis. Jim Ursay, the house that Ursay built, is uh, is fired up because his Indianapolis Colts are home underdogs, which you would probably expect. But they got the Cleveland Browns rolling into town. The Brown Town, one point favorites on the road not only are the browns favorites they're road favorites what has this world come to what are what are your thoughts on this one yeah last time that the browns were road favorites i believe was in 2015 going down to jacksonville and they got the absolute breaks beat off of them i remember that game because i remember saying how the hell are the browns favored I'm going to have the same mentality going into this game because usually it is the right side. Cleveland has looked fine on defense. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser has looked fine. They're still the Browns. Jacoby Brissett, you got you got to think. Last year he carried the Patriots. Although it was the Patriots, they really didn't have that much talent, and he carried them to two wins yeah, no, uh, at the beginning win. of the season. 
same thing. One win equals two wins for the Patriots. You know that. It's, everything's unfair for those guys. Okay. So, I, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, he can do it. Jack Doyle, I mean, he's Love the Jack Doyle. least tied least tied guy in the NFL. Big, uh, big fan of that guy. I just, you know, being underdogs to the Browns has just got to hurt yeah, somewhere in your you inner core. So, you know, I, do I, I'm taking the Colts basically to win a home game right, right here against one of the worst teams in, in the league. And maybe the Browns are, have gotten extremely better over the course of a season, but I'm betting on they haven't. I mean, I think they're better. Um, definitely think they're better than 1-15 last year. And, you know, I think that they're, they're going to be – last year everybody was back in the Browns or we were back in the Browns and a lot of Sharps are back in the Browns and then just getting screwed over every weekend because they shit the bed. But I don't think that's that team. But I'm still I'm, – I'm taking the Colts at home here. Yeah, last week they had the, uh, the Cardinals in town. Probably could have won that game. Maybe should have won that game. They were leading most of it, and Arizona scored late and then took it into overtime and picked off Brissett on the first play and kicked a field goal to win. But uh, they kept it close with Arizona last week at home. I'm with you. I think that that's the biggest – being an underdog at home to the Browns, there could not be any more message board material than that. Um, Like all Chuck Pagano, who is – by all accounts, a pretty terrible coach. All he has to do is walk in there and just put a printout, Browns minus one, on the locker room or on the message board, and that that should do all the motivation he needs. Uh, Brissett, yeah, uh, quick fun fact, though. Um, he's a hell of a good cook. Hell of a good cook, you say? Yeah, so just let that be known. Okay. Shitty uh, football coach, but hell of a good cook. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's one way to look at that. Don't really know where we're getting at with that, but uh, yeah, give me the Brown or give me the Colts at home. I think that um, Brissett is a little better than people think he might be. He's definitely a hell of a lot better than Scott Tolzien. So Brissett at home plus one. Ooh, they get the job done. I think. Give me the Colts. Uh, really, just wanted to talk about that. See your thought on it. But next up, Sunday night game. Should be a decent game. We've got the uh, Oakland Raiders three-point road favorites at the Washington Racial Racial Slurs, as Boomer likes to call them. Um, Redskins catching three at home. Who do you like? Oh, I absolutely love the Redskins right here. Now, obviously, last week or two weeks ago, I was pretty high on Tennessee getting the win at home against the Raiders, and they absolutely blew the doors off. Once again, they blew the doors off. I guess they, probably the shittiest team that we've seen since Nam in the New York Jets. So kind of a little bit of a tune-up game going into this. Right. Washington, you know, they had, a, they had a big win last week going to the West Coast, bringing the Raiders back across the country twice in three weeks. Has to take some kind of a toll on them. Washington has the talent, although Rob Kelly's out. I think that uh, Thompson was going to be their main running back in this game anyway, just for the options that they have with throwing him out there. Um, It's going to be a close game. And, I mean, any time that I can get three points at home with with what I believe is 
not a terrible football team, I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with you here, too. I uh, like the Redskins. Don't love them, but it's kind of like you said, home dog, Sunday night. Gruden will have them ready to go. They're, uh, neither defense in this game is going to be very good, so take a look at the over, too. I'm sure it'll probably be outrageous. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I had written down. The body clock thing has got to be messed up for Oakland flying back and forth across the country. I think they go back to Oakland next week, so a lot of cross-country trips. I know that you know we have gotten a lot better as science and all that has progressed at, at that kind of thing, but it's still something that takes a toll on you. Yeah, I think the Redskins at home – Maybe 28-27, Oakland gets the win somehow, but the Redskins will keep it within the number at home on Sunday night. So let's, uh, let's take it to Monday night. Cowboys coming off getting their ass beat. First game, Dak Prescott's really gotten blown out in. On the road at Denver, get to make another road game as a three-point favorite once again this time. This time, though, they're going to Arizona. Cardinals, three-point home dogs. Monday night, um... I'm going with a home dog sweep here, a little Collier Gullhorn special, home dogs. Uh, I like the Cardinals plus three at home. And, yeah, that would make five home underdogs for me this weekend. But, I mean, it's hard not to pass that up. You know, hopefully you go three and two, maybe get you four and one. Hell, who knows, five and one, five and oh. It got you a, a stew cooking there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Cardinals Monday night at home, plus three, uh, Prescott, He's going to continue to struggle just a little bit, and then he'll kind of get back on track. Um, a lot of distraction around that team this week, so I'll take the Cardinals plus three at home. Boom. First home. What is the distract? What is the distraction that's surrounding the Cowboys this week that they haven't already put up with? Well, I mean, I mean it's the first time they, they had got, Greg Hardy on their team for an entire right, but I mean, it's the first time they had the got, best season. It's the first time they got in their ass beat in this era. Um, you know, having to deal with that, having to deal with oh, well, this is the first truly elite defense you face. Can you handle it? Dak's never lost a game like that. You know, people are saying Ezekiel Elliott quit on the team. Nine carries, eight yards. Um, there's there's some distraction. Plus, it's the Cardinals' first home game. So, that's all that Yeah, I mean, last week was just a, a really bad spot for the Cowboys. I mean, that was relatively clear to see. Broncos were pretty much going to the ATM in that game. And, I mean – yeah, the Broncos have an awesome defense. They have a lot of pass rushers. The Cardinals have been depleted. They're a worse defensive team this year than last year. They barely rattled Jacoby Brissett last week. Normally, I would be all over the Cardinals getting three points at home, and it initially opened up at three and a half. So, I mean, clearly the Sharps in Vegas are loving the cards, getting – getting the value where they can. They brought it down to three. That being said, the only reason I'm taking the, the Cowboys is because they got their ass beat last week. It's, it's either going to be a close game or the Cowboys are going to beat the brakes off of the Cardinals. So I'm going to go ahead and err on the larger margin side, and I'm going to take the Cowboys minus the three. Okay, Cowboys minus three for Boomer. A little surprise on that. thought you'd go with the Cardinals. All right. So, let's get to some of your questions. I always like to engage the audience out there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to shoot us a question. We'll answer literally anything. Uh, This week's social media question comes to us from Vegas V and LC on Twitter. Uh, 
Vegas VNLC wants to know, Boom, is the SEC the most overrated conference in the country? Uh, living in the past, LSU's terrible. Bama is the only good team. Maybe Mississippi State now. So what do you think? Most, SEC most overrated conference? Yes, they're the most overrated conference besides the ACC. There we go. So, you know, I mean, I'll take second place right there. Alabama's still in the SEC unless uh, Nick Saban started his own conference that only has Alabama in it, like Notre Dame. So, Possibility. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's relatively close, but the ACC blows. I mean, people think that Georgia Tech's a good football team still. So. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I think the SEC is definitely overrated. Um, Alabama is about, you know, they're carrying the water for that conference right now. Um, but, yeah, ACC, talk nationally, best conference in the country. Florida State's not going to be – I don't think they're going to be great the rest of the year. Francois is gone. They they struggle when they don't have a, a solidified quarterback at the helm. So, I think that you'll see them struggle. Obviously, Louisville's not as good as we thought they were. Kind of been trying to tell you all that Lamar Jackson's not that great when he has to play a good defense. But, you know, what do I know? Um, Clemson's really, really, really good. And I think it's a situation where Clemson's really good, Alabama's really good. They're picking up the conferences. Um, I think top to bottom, if you had a one versus 14, ACC versus SEC, uh, each, you know, one versus one, two versus two from each conference, that the SEC would probably go 10 and four or nine and five in those games. So, yeah, I think the ACC is probably still the most overrated, but uh, SEC is definitely overrated. Don't don't be fooled by that. So that's our social media question of the week. Y'all keep those coming to us, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you want to get them to us. We appreciate hearing from y'all, and it doesn't have to be sports-related. I promise Boomer will answer anything you throw his way. But let's get to it. It's the money-making part of the show, Boomer. Let's uh, let's talk about our vault this week. Five favorite games that we don't talk about earlier on. Uh, non-scheduled games, as I like to call them. These are kind of off the radar. Not the biggest games of the weekend. Um, lots of good ones to get to this weekend, if you ask me. Who you got in your vault, Boom? Oh, man, I got a bunch of winners. I'm going to start out with NC State catching 12. That number's probably going to go up. It's a 13. They're going, they're going down to Tallahassee. Florida State's got a new quarterback who, since their game got postponed last week, we know absolutely nothing about, except for he's not as good as Francois, who carried that football team in the Alabama game. That being said, NC State's defensive line is elite. Are they as good as Clemson, Auburn? No. No, but they're still going to get after him. They're going to rattle a guy who's getting out there for the first time. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff, I believe, so yes. – there's going to be zero atmosphere whatsoever. Florida State's still licking their wounds from uh, having their season ruined a couple of weekends ago. Then I am sticking with the Boilermakers. They won me money last week. They're going to win me money again this week. I hate going against Michigan because, obviously, they're one of my uh, final teams. But as I've said before, I don't look ahead. I just look to the next week. So, Purdue, they can score some points. And Michigan, I, I think – Space is going to struggle a bit. His, his struggles will continue in this game. Love getting 10. Probably will end up uh, staying around 10. I don't see it going to 9.5, so you can wait until game time there. Then, circling the wagons again this week, catching some value at home with the Buffalo Bills, getting three against the Broncos. Obviously, the Broncos are going to be favored here after the ass-whooping they put down on the Cowboys, which was already talked about. 
love the Bills, think they're going to keep another close game here, just like they did with the Panthers. Then gave it out, gave out the Pittsburgh Panthers last week also. Just so disappointing, so sick to watch. A lot of people probably lost money there. This week you can get it back because they're going to Georgia Tech. Pittsburgh's defense lines up perfectly. It's a man coverage uh, blitz defense, mainly run blitz. Georgia Tech's going to definitely have to pass the ball, which they showed they could do against Tennessee. I think Tennessee's got a little bit worse of a defense than Pittsburgh does. And Pittsburgh also is going to be able to run the ball because we saw how terrible the Yellow Jackets defense was in that game. Finally, the ultimate value play of the weekend. The Los Angeles Chargers getting three at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know one thing. I'm either going to be down by one, by three, or down by four with three minutes left, and I'm picking the latter. So, 50-50 shot. Down by four, three minutes left, I'm covering. Take the Chargers and Phillip Rivers at home. Dude, this is unbelievable. You literally just nailed four of my five. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you probably were writing them down as I was right. talking. I understand. Yes, I was writing them down, uh, but the track, obviously, uh, don't, don't just, you know, blindly – tell you but did go four or five i had a bonus game though so i'll shift one of them that i'm not as confident on uh i'll start off with Pitt though love them against georgia tech classic overreaction georgia tech played that monday night lost but played pretty well uh Pitt has gotten their ass kicked last couple weeks did keep it within the number against penn state but i think they'll be able to shut down that option attack pat narduzzi will have that team defensively ready to go against that option uh think Pitt might win it outright they got a little quarterback competition going on, though, but we'll see. Max Brown probably not going to start. He might get benched. Still think Pitt keeps within the number, maybe gets an outright win, plus 7.5. Next up, NC State, plus 13. Absolutely love it. Again, last time we saw NC State in the spotlight, they lost to South Carolina. And that overreaction, man. Like, they obviously from the scoreboard, and that's what matters, but they outplayed South Carolina in that game. Florida State. You know, like I mentioned a minute ago, they don't do well if they don't have an established quarterback. Like last year, season turned out pretty good. Francois is the guy. You think back the year before that when they had a bunch of turmoil there. You know, what was the kid's name from Notre Dame that transferred down there? Um, you know, they just weren't that good because they didn't have the guy there. Jameis year, obviously they won the highest, or the uh, national championship and then went back to the playoff the next year. So, you know, if they don't have an established quarterback, they might get there by the end of the year, but plus 13, NC State. Look for them. Look at that money line before kick. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but it might be worth throwing down a little bit of money. Uh, next up, Boomer, you did not have this one, but we'll stick with the ACC theme. Boston College catching 34 against Clemson. Oh, man, Boston College is hard to swallow. Right, they are hard to swallow, and I thought I was going to – I ended up not betting them last weekend, thank God. I would have taken them against Notre Dame. Uh, we had the bear on. He really liked them in that game. But here's my thinking here. Don't want to back Boston College, but Clemson's coming off two really, really big games. You know, they had Auburn at home, primetime game. Then they went on the road to Louisville, primetime game day game. So they've got to be a little bit let down here. Um Obviously, they'll still beat Boston College and pretty handily, but wouldn't be surprised if this one's 28, 20, 21, 28 point win. Um, I just I think that that they're going to be due for a little bit of a letdown after two big wins like they had. Um, 
Next up, I had the Bills and Chargers too, but I'll shift uh, one of those. I think I like the Bills a little more just because that line stinks the high heaven. Uh, opened it, actually it opened at one. The Bills were a one-point favorite, and it's already shifted to three. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. Classic weirdo line game in the NFL, and usually when you see that, they're just trying to get some action. I think the Bills will cover at home. And I'll take the Cincinnati Bengals plus nine. Also gross pick, but that's going to be one of those Packers at home. They'll definitely win, but Cincinnati can't be this bad. Like, they just cannot be this bad. They are uh, Dalton's jobs on the line. But, you know, shout out to A.J. McCarron with a classic backup quote. I mean, that dude, love it, came out this week and was just like, Everybody's got to stay behind Eddie Dalton. You know, he's the leader of this football team. Love the guy to death. You know, everybody's got to stay behind him. Sounds to me like a guy who's perfectly happy cashing checks, uh, reading off the clipboard on the sidelines. Ryan. Yeah, I mean, AJ McCarron's hell of a guy. Hell of a, hell of a great person. Hell of a great teammate. And that chest hat, though. Chest hat and that Asian sushi place, Asian, uh, where you can get a peanut butter sushi roll down in Tuscaloosa. That dude's living the dream. Anyway, so. I'm going to rattle them back to you. Pitt plus seven in the hook. NC State plus 13. Boston College plus 34 in the hook. Uh, I think I went with the Bills plus three and then the Bengals plus nine. Also, like the Chargers a lot there, too, Ben. Yeah, the uh, the Bengals pick, I mean, yeah, I like that. I was going to give it out, but I didn't want to lose a lot of people a lot of money. Right, no. Game. Okay, so I'll see off. how it is. Um, it's just one of those that makes sense with the NFL. Um, speaking of making sense, this guy right here makes a lot of sense. He drinks a lot of cold beer, and he makes a lot of sense, and he gives you a lot of winners. Let's bring in our good friend, Stone Cold Steve Austin. For the Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week. All right, my friends. It's time. I'm all jacked up on cold beers. Stone Cold Steve Austin cold beer style, that is. Uh, boom. Who is your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week? Well, that SOB has a lot of sense, and I'm about to make a lot of people a lot of sense. I am going with the Cal Golden Bears. They won me a lot of money. The first week, they're going to come bring it back around against USC. They're getting USC to come in at home, probably their biggest game of the year. You know, Ross Bowers has been very capable. I thought they played extremely well against Ole Miss last week. And USC's coming off of a crazy long emotional, emotional high game at home against Texas. This is a 3.30 kickoff ABC game. I mean, Cal's going to be able to score. For sure they'll be able to score. Right. Can USC keep up with them? And, I mean, the best part about it is they don't even have to win. They just can't lose by more than 17. So you're getting 17 points at home with the Cal Golden Bears. Go ahead and lock it down. Like it. I like that. I continue to fade USC train. My Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. You know, I thought about going with Kentucky here, but if you all remember a couple of years ago, I made that monumental mistake saying they were going to end the streak against Florida. Not touching that game this week. Even though I will be interested. Got some eyeballs out on that one. Tell us what you think about that one on Twitter at Deep Fried Bets. But my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. It might be lock of the century status. Auburn. Missouri, under 60 points. I said 
you know, when I saw this matchup this week, that that line, that over-under is going to be higher than it should be. I was thinking maybe 50, 49, 52, somewhere in there. No, they're giving you 60. Uh, Auburn will shut down Missouri's offense, and Auburn will shut down their own offense as well because it's not very good. Uh, Gus Bus is not maybe the offensive genius we thought he might be. Uh, Shout-out to Colin Cowherd, though, who said he was going to dominate Nick Saban for the next 10 years. Uh, Auburn, Missouri, under 60 is my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week, and you can take that to the bank because that will hit. Yeah, I mean, Gus Malzahn, not a very good coach, but a hell of a good cook. I mean, one of the best. All right. So, got a couple of chefs uh, in the house this weekend. Maybe him and Pagano can start their own cooking show once they get canned at the end of the year. All right. So, boom. We've got plenty of winners for us this weekend. I love that we agree on this vault because that means it's just some surefire winners for all the good people out there. Uh, but what are you going to send the, the good people out there? What are you going to send them out there to the weekend with? Well, I hate that we didn't spread out the love, but you're going to definitely fill up your pockets on those balls. Yeah, I agree. Uh, check in on Twitter, though. We'll definitely have some more picks to throw out there. Hey, maybe Chris Hansen makes a return this week. Oh, man, you better hope not. That's bad bad news for a lot of people. Okay. All right, babe. So uh, what you got for the people? I'll just go ahead and uh, explode your coin purse a little bit, you know. Make sure you uh, go ahead and, and wipe off the current coin purse after you get finished filling it back up. Okay. All right, so uh, I think that means he's uh, he's winning us all a lot of money this weekend. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, if you're in Nashville, give us a shout. You know, we'd love to have a beer with some of the, the loyal followers of the Deep Fried Bets Nation. Uh, so give us a shout if you're going to be in Nashville this weekend. You know, keep telling your friends about it. Come back. Um, let everybody know about the good folks over here at the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. And until next week, we hope you have a good weekend.